Morning, y'all. Man, good to see some of you guys back. It's good, it's good to have everybody today. My name's Tommy Jones. I'm the pastor here today. You may notice a few things different. If you don't, then you're just not that observant. But we've got some stuff out here. We're going to do things a little bit different today. And good morning to those of you watching online. Um, if you read the Bible, which I hope you all do at some point, like when, when they encounter something amazing, when God moves in a special way, there's typically a few things they almost always do. Number one is they mark the moment. When God moves in some big way, like when Abraham went up on that mountain to sacrifice his son Isaac, and then he didn't have to, and he got a ram, he, he marked the moment by building an altar, right? And so today we're going we're gonna to mark the moment of what's happened in the last three months through experiencing God. And it's been good, guys. We're going to mark the moment. If you're, if you're new, we've been going through this Experiencing God series for the last three months, and today's the end. So, so we're going to mark the moment like this. I'm going to ask a panel to come up here with me. So you guys come on up. Give these folks a hand. We're going to mark the moment by hearing from some people other than me. Uh, because we think there's value. As a matter of fact, the Bible says, by the, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, we will overcome. So I want you guys to hear from some other folks who have been through this been through this fight with us, through this journey. So we're going to mark the moment. The second thing they almost always do in the Bible when something big happens, they offer some sort of sacrifice. And let me assure you, this is a sacrifice for several of these people to get up on stage. So give it up. It's not easy, man. It's not easy to get up here and talk in front of a whole bunch of people. Trust me, some of us make it look easy, but it ain't, right? It's hard. And the other way, we're all going to get a chance to sacrifice together today when we give our tithes and our offerings. And, and I want you guys to know this, by the way. Deb has been teaching the kids back there the power of giving. And so she introduced them to the Heifer Project. And in the last month, the kids have raised $1,000 to get to the Heifer Project. They're buying goats and chickens and whatever. They've raised $1,000. I'm going to throw this out. I challenge one of you to match what they've raised. Just for fun. Why not, why not buy two goats, two cows? I don't know, but it's going to be fun. So we mark the moment. We offer a sacrifice. And the third thing we're going to do is we're going to share in a feast together. And for us, that's the Lord's Supper. It's the greatest meal the world has ever known. And so we are going to do what they've done so many times in the Bible. We are going to mark this moment as set apart, sacred, and special. Before we do it, I want to share one scripture with you guys. And I just think Katie Neal sent this one to me when she was sending me some notes on this. And it's Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. And it says this. For this reason, I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit and in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all of the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all fullness of God. Now, here's the, here's the kicker. Now, to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine... Guys, when we started this thing, we got down on our, on our hands and knees as a staff together, and we were just begging God to move in some way. And then God gave us the vision for experiencing God, and He has done immeasurably more than we asked Him to do. We always underestimate Him. Let, let me share. I've got just a few notes on things that God has done. First off, we had over 330 people participate in this study in small groups together. That is fantastic. During the last three months, we've baptized 12 people. Give it up for that. 
We have invested almost $60,000 in the last three months in local missions in this community. Over the last two months, our average attendance has gone from 400 to 600. Come on now, we're on the move. We're back. Four new mission teams are being created. 191 people attended baptism night. 22 new volunteers for GC Kids. Come on, yes! God is moving. God is moving. And what you are hearing is the fruit of God's movements. But to me, the greatest fruit is on stage right now. This is the fruitiest fruit we got right here, guys. That's a compliment, by the way. This is fruit of God's of God's effort. And so what we're going to do is we're just going to sit up here and have a conversation. Some questions they're prepared for, some they're not, because I think that'll be fun to put people on stage and ask them questions they're not prepared for. But I hope that in hearing what they say, maybe you begin to think of your testimony. What do you say? What do you say when someone comes up to you and says, how has God impacted your life in the last three months of year? And if you don't have an answer for that, get one. Because by the power of God, maybe one day you'll be sitting in a situation like this where you get to share what God has done in your life. And so let, let, let me just get started and let me introduce our crew here. We got Brantley. Give it up for Brantley. Uh, Brantley, is, Brantley and his wife are two of the people who are leading our new group. It's for uh, 20 to 35-year-olds-ish. So if you're in that range, you want to get connected, talk to Brantley. We got Scott and Heather Diamond. Get up for them right there. Scott and Heather go out with our Serve in the Streets team every Friday night, and they serve homeless people, and it's amazing, and they, they're incredible people. Get to know them. And then we got Tony. Give it up for my friend Tony right here. Tony, two years ago, and I'm going to share this. I hope this doesn't embarrass you. Two years ago, she had never read a word of the Bible. A year ago, she read the entire thing, and we did year of the Bible here. Come on. We have seen some transformation in Tony's life. So, guys, let's, let's just have a conversation and see what God does. Brantley, I'm going to start with you. Tell me, tell me sort of where you were with God before you did this experiencing God journey the last uh, three months. So before experiencing God, I was uh, what I would say a fairly devout Christian. Um, I came to church every Sunday, had been since I was born, uh, um, volunteered in certain areas like GC Kids or in parking or things like that. But everything I did was to check marks off on a list it wasn't um, it wasn't fulfilling a relationship with God and I didn't really know what that meant Um, I thought that God was this very stern man that's just looking down at me you know expecting me to to do certain things and um, I, I just I didn't have this idea of intimacy with God and through this study it the intimate love relationship that Blackaby continues to talk about in every chapter just really resonated with me and changed everything I, I see about how I serve God and how I participate in the church. Amen. Amen. Anyone, anyone else ever done that? Just gone through life checking the box when it came to church? Like you lose a little of your intimacy and your power and you, you just kind of forget about why you're here. And so God has a way of moving in those moments. You guys tell me, tell me where you were before experiencing God. Yeah, kind of the same way. I, when we came to church, um, I knew God. I felt like I knew him. I did try to do the right things because I felt like, you know, you got to do what God wants you to do. You're going to get cast in the fire pit. Um, <laughs> but um, I still didn't have an intimate relationship with God. And through this study, I've learned to, um, I've learned to hear God talk to me. I've yeah. learned... I didn't hear him speak to me before, and that's one of the things that Blackbeard does in the book, is he really nudges you and kind of teaches you how to hear 
God talking to you, and I have experienced it several times since this study. Amen. And, and acted on it, and that's what he urges you to do is just keep acting when you're nudged, and then hopefully you'll get, you know, God will keep calling on you to do more, and that's, that's kind of where I'm at. I've, I've definitely learned to know what it means to have a, a true relationship with God. Like, I want to please him, and I want to serve him, and, I, and it's not just because I, w- I don't want to cast him a fit. It's because I love him, and he loves right. me, and I want to do the right thing. Amen. It's a difference, isn't it? It's the difference between serving God for, because you don't want to get cast in a fiery pit, as he put it, which is a real, that's real motivating, right? You wait, if, if, you're, if you're serving God out of guilt or shame, you'll do just enough to get by, right? But if you're serving him out of love, you'll do whatever he asks you to do, won't you? And I think that's, that's what you guys learn. Tony, what about you? Tell me, tell me where you were before all of this. Uh, well, uh, Tommy let the cat out of the bag. Uh, <laughs> Two years ago, I had uh, just read the Bible for the first time. Grace uh, did the year of the Bible. That kind of was my kickstart. Um, wasn't uh, raised in the Word. So um, I started from there and, and went to some Bible studies and met some wonderful people who have led me along the way. And, and um, I'm excited to learn about God. Um, I'm growing, so I think I was in a pretty good place but I have learned so much more and I have uh, such a deeper relationship with God since his study. It's just amazing how, how uh, he has shown me um, the more I put into him, the more he gives back to me. Amen. That's possible. Amen. It's beautiful. And while you've got the microphone, Tony, let me ask you another question. Um, tell me about, as you were going through this experiencing God study, have there, was there a pivotal moment that you recall, like something you read that just sort of blew your mind and it changed the way you thought and the way you were living? Was there a moment in the study that really got you? Yes, there are many. Yeah. <laughs> uh, God is a very personable uh, person. So um, I never really looked at it like a relationship that I would have with anyone else. Um, they mentioned in the book that you know, when you meet someone, sometimes they may say something, you know, you're just getting, you maybe don't even know them, you're just saying hi at church, and and um, they may say something, and you, you know, think about it, and you're like, oh, I wonder how they feel about that, or where they're coming from on that, and um, you take that relationship on, and say two years down the road, you've got to know this person, to love this person, you know about their family, you know about their hurts, and their desires, and, um, during that time, you, you put time into that person and, and you learn them, you, you learn what they need. So two years later, the same situation, they may say the exact same thing and uh, you know exactly where they're coming from. Yeah. And it's the same way with God. Um, I didn't really know how to experience God and it just it's just so much deeper um, than what I ever dreamed that it could be. And once I realized, man, I can sit and talk to him, I can take everything to him, and I know that he's with me all the time. Um, it's, it's just a glorious, glorious. I love it. It's beautiful. It, it's, it's funny for me, like the, when I first read the Bible, I read so much of it as a threat. And the more I get to know God, the more I read it as a promise. Like, it's, it's not like he's, it's like he's trying to woo me. When I first remember, it was this fear of God, and now it's like this, I realize it. It's like, it's like with my wife. Like when we first met, when she said, I'm fine, I believe she was fine. 
And then you're married to a woman for a certain amount of time and you realize I'm fine doesn't always mean I'm fine, right? The more you get to know them, the more you realize what it is they're really saying when they speak. That's gorgeous, man. Heather, what about you? Tell me about a a moment that kind of changed the way you thought as you went through the study. Before we started the Experiencing God book, we were to the assumption that we knew God. We were coming to church. We started the streets. Um, You know, we were doing what we need to be doing. And then after a couple of weeks of reading, um, we realized we're not doing as much as we could. Right. And so we've we've um, looked deeper into our relationship with God and and built on that uh, as a couple, and it's great. Love it, Mr. Brantley. Tell me, tell me about a moment. So the the pivotal moment for me was kind of early in the study, and that was day three of week three, and the activity that Blackaby challenged us to do was to go out and spend at least 30 minutes of our day just talking to God, alone with God. And uh, Blackaby suggested going outside in nature. And um, so I, I kind of made my schedule around and, and set a block of my day where I could go out to the lake and just walk around with God. And um, I'm very prone to being distracted. So when I got there, I left my phone and my watch and mm. everything in the truck except for my Bible and uh, I just started walking. And at first it was a little daunting because I had never just really sat and talked to God like that. And because all the prayers I'd ever heard or tried to do were more formal and I was trying to be more conversational with God. And, and all of a sudden it was just like this barrier broke loose. And that was the first time in my life I've really felt God's presence all around me. Amen. And kind of like what Scott said earlier that that's when it became real for me that God was listening and that I was talking to him and 30 minutes turned into two hours and I didn't even realize it until I got back to the truck. And that was just, it was an amazing moment for me in my walk with God. I love it. Yeah, that's great. Did did y'all notice something he said he did when he was going to spend time with God? Uh, It may not be about uh, lighting 70 candles It may not be about having the exact right worship music, all the things we think he turned off his phone. Like sometimes maybe it's just that simple that that one of the reasons we're not connecting with God in the way is because we plan these little times alone with God and then we check our phone every three seconds. I've done that. So I know y'all have done that. We've all done it. We get distracted by our phones. He turned his phone off. Earlier he said he also took his watch off. Like he was in a casino. It was just him. No, he couldn't tell time. It was fantastic. That may be... Uh, one of the secrets to spending quality time with God is actually making it where distractions cannot get to you. All right, so here, here's one of the questions I've been waiting to ask you guys, and this is fun. If someone's sitting in the room today and they're like, man, I don't know about these groups that Grace does. I don't, they're always trying to get us to do a study. Like, I just want to come sit here for an hour and go home. What would you say to that person about the power and importance of participating in what we do? Brantley, what would you say? I would say you're missing out completely on what is possible because, I mean, I've done that before. I've come to church just on Sunday morning and just sat through the sermon and really didn't even listen to the sermon, honestly. And then, well, that's bad. <laughs> well, it was it was pre pre Tommy pre Tommy. Yeah, let's make that clear. Um, I've but, been here the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> but um, when you really start participating and you start, you know involving in yourself in these studies and in these groups and in service and 
you you get this family and you get this group of people around you that can support you and help you see things that you can't see on your own and it's so easy to forget about sunday when it's the only day out of the seven that you spend in god's presence and so the more time you spend with god and with godly people the more bountiful your walk with christ is going to be what about you guys what would y'all say I would say that the same thing you said, you, you're completely missing out. If you just come to church and you think that's enough, then you don't get to experience what a relationship with God really means. Because coming to church for an hour a day or an hour a week, um, that's not a relationship with Christ. That's just getting your foot in the door and pacifying what you think it is. We have um, gotten involved in these groups, and I would encourage anyone that wants to get involved to get involved. We've made friendships with people in the in this church that go well outside the walls of the church. We've had get-togethers. We've hung out with people. We've made dear friends. And that's all strengthening the body of Christ. And that's what we want to do is just, we want to get to know everybody in this church and be friends with them. And, and not just here on Sundays, but just as often as we can. And, and if, you, if you're not getting involved, you're truly missing out on something wonderful. I love it. Heather, t t tell me what it's been like to do this as a couple, to go through this study together with Scott. Like, how, how has that impacted not just your individual, but your marriage? I just spoke to somebody before the service started. I could not imagine doing this study without my spouse. Yeah. This has done so much for our marriage. It's really um, broken down, and we've both looked at our relationship with God and how we can strengthen it together. Um, so I definitely encourage anybody out there who's married, do the study with your spouse. I love it. For sure. Let me translate what, what Heather just said. She said her husband got four times hotter when they went through this study together. That's what, she, that's what I heard. Because uh, I, I think sometimes we think there's no value. Guys, this matters. Like, do these things together. And I know sometimes, you know, the, the wife is in one place spiritually and the husband's in another place spiritually. Just take the step together. It's okay. It makes a difference in your marriage. As a matter of fact, we did some research before this gathering. Y'all know what the divorce rate in the world is? Around 50-50, right? Around 50-50. We, we did our math, and 100% of the couples who went through experiencing God together are still married after three months. We have no divorces. It's a foolproof plan to eliminate divorce based on our math. So just figure that out. Tony, what would you tell someone who says, I don't know about groups, I don't know about these things? What would you tell them about the power of it? Well, I would tell them that um, after the year of the Bible, well, no, I guess before the year of the Bible, I made the decision, or my husband and I made the decision to uh, take Danny up on her offer. You know, every Sunday she talks about the Connect groups and fill out that card. Um, we had been coming to church. I felt something every time we came to church, I was feeling something, and I knew there was something within me that wanted to, to reach out further, but I didn't know how to do it. Uh, I didn't know a lot of people and I didn't know a lot of stuff and I was fixing to surround myself with people that I felt like probably had been in church all their life or just you know way ahead of me so oh we made the decision which was really big to us to go to a connect group and that's what Kate uh, Danny talks about on Sunday so when you go there they just tell you about the church they tell you about what all we have to offer what missions we go on uh, you meet great people. Uh, they don't 
uh, start asking you to quote Bible verses, which scared me to death to think about. But so they really, they're real people. They're really great. And uh, they tell you what's going on in the church. So I feel like everybody's here for a reason and uh, everybody wants to help people. If you want to get more involved, take that time to go to that meeting and uh, you're going to find out in that group meeting, you'll find out what is all going on in the church. And then just from there, it, it just flows. You meet people, and the next thing you know, I'm in Bible studies. I've got a great, great group of girls that I do Bible study with and things that I would never even, I wouldn't even know to ask the question. I can sit back and listen, and now I'm getting comfortable enough to where I throw out questions. And <laughs> uh, So I've grown so much, and it all started with that connect group. Yeah. It all started with getting connected with the church. And I just truly feel like this is my family. Uh, we are all family. Amen. And the more we do together, then the more we can get the word out there to other people and teach them about Jesus and, and let them see uh, what it's like to walk, try to walk Christ-like every day. Yeah, amen. That's great. Guys, well, one of the things that we found out early in the life of this church, and I, I learned a really good lesson. We were doing one of our early 101 or connect groups or whatever we called them at that time where new people would come and sit around a circle with me. And, and I went around the circle and I had everyone name their favorite Bible verse. And so we're going around the circle and everyone's talking about their favorite Bible verse. And we got to this one lady and she looked at me and she said, I don't know a verse. And I learned a lesson right there, uh, that we have the power to create a church in a place where people who don't know one verse will feel welcome. And so, I mean, I think we use, we use the same excuse to not join Bible studies in groups that we use to not go to the gym. Like, other people are further along than me. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. Uh, Tony will tell you she is living proof of someone who joined a group with no biblical knowledge whatsoever and experienced the love of Christ through that group. It's not about what you know. It's the power of the collective coming together. And the truth is the people who sit on the sidelines here uh, will never experience what these guys are experiencing. We always say this, the dogs at the table get fed. Like you, you want to get fed here, you got to come to the table. And the people who come to the table, you're getting fed here, aren't you? All right, so here's your final question. You ready? All right. Do I want to ask you the same one I asked last one or make a whole new one up? I'll give, I'll give you a chance. Since you've had an hour to think about it now, tell me, if you, if you could tell me about your relationship with God at this point today in one word, what would that word be? Tony, I'm starting with you this time. One word. It's just awesome. Awesome. There you go. There's one word. Heather? Emotional. Emotional. <laughs> I love it. Scott? Confident. Confident. I love that. Brantley? Unlimited. Unlimited. Come on, guys. Give it up for this group right here. You guys can go ahead. Guys, give it up for our panel.